Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi, everyone. I'm Rohit from lifestylemaster.com. And today we have Nathan Hitch, who's the CEO and founder of FreeUp, a platform that connects businesses of all shapes and sizes with top freelancers across the world in space of digital marketing, web development, and much more. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, you know, can, can you share your journey on how you, you started, uh, you got into entrepreneurship and what made you start FreeUp? Yeah, so I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I started a multi-million dollar Amazon business out of my college dorm room at a time when Amazon was really growing. I mean, this was back in 2008. There, there were no courses, there were no gurus, and I was just hustling. I kept trying different things to see what would work, uh, textbooks to, to sporting equipment to video games, and eventually I found this really good niche in baby products. And my business took off and I became overwhelmed with the day-to-day operations like a lot of entrepreneurs are. And so I turned to the remote hiring world, the Upworks, the Fivers, and I made some pretty good hires, but I always just wanted a faster, better way. And when I couldn't find that, I really built it myself. And that's when I came up with the idea of the free up platform where we get thousands of applicants every week, virtual assistants, freelancers, and agencies from all over the world vet them, take the top 1%, let them in, make them available to people quickly with 24-7 support and a no turnover guarantee. So that's kind of the short version. I went from a broke college kid to starting an Amazon business to needing to hire to wanting to solve a problem that, that I saw with remote platforms. Yeah, that's, that's quite an amazing journey. Uh, but are you still doing your e-commerce business? I'm not. Once free up surpassed our Amazon sales and Amazon became very, very saturated to the point where we were still making money, but we, we weren't doubling every year like we did the first five years, we decided to focus on free up. And it's honestly one of the, the best decisions I ever made. With Amazon, you, you can grow a business, but you're very reliant on them. You're not growing your brand and you're also just very secluded. It's you, your team, your, your manufacturers where with free up, I get to go on podcasts and speak at conferences and help thousands of clients from around the world and um, help freelancers grow their freelance business. So it's a much more different experience that, that I really appreciate. So we gave up Amazon um, early last year. Oh, okay. Awesome. And did you, did you sell off that business or did you just let it go? So we had three partners with that Amazon business. Two of us started free up and we transferred the um, Amazon business to that third partner. Okay. And, 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 and was it a private label business or were you, were you drop shipping? No, we were drop shipping. I, I got into drop shipping before it was even called drop shipping. <laughs> years later, and I actually heard the word drop shipping. Oh, okay. I think the big thing now is the private label thing, but yeah, I mean, people do make a lot of money from drop shipping. It's a lot, uh, it's a lot less risky uh, than doing, you know, private label. But, uh, but awesome. You know, I, I want to know how is free up different from Upwork or Top Doll? Yeah. I mean, it's really the, the four things that, that I mentioned before, the pre-vetting, we let in one out of every hundred people that apply. It's the speed. There's no browsing. You don't have to post a job and get 50 people. You put in a request and we introduce you to someone within a business day, usually faster. 
We have clients who get started within hours or minutes of putting in a request. On the back end, I would put our customer service against them. My calendar is right at the top of the website. You can book a time with me. I have a team of people that cover my Skype, email, live chat 24-7. So if you have even the smallest issue, we're there. And then that no turnover guarantee, which they don't have, where if someone quits on you, we cover replacement costs and get you a new person right away. Those are really the four ways that we're different. Okay. And, and you know, Top 12 focuses on on, on web development or, or on software development. And I think Upwork is, is all over. Uh, and so is, is, do you have a niche where you, you focus on or, or are you more like Upwork? Yeah, we're definitely more like Upwork. I mean, when we started this, we were mostly for Amazon sellers. I was a longtime Amazon seller. I had this Rolodex of really good virtual assistants, freelancers that knew Amazon well. And so we started there. And, and from there, we, we branched out to e-commerce. So Shopify, eBay. And then from there, we've really gone into the marketing industry, working with agencies and marketing influencers. And, and we have clients that are nonprofits and real estate agents and software companies. But our main two targets, at least from a, a marketing side, because you can't market everyone, is the e-commerce space and the marketing space. And we offer over 100 skill sets on our platform and grow it. Okay, and, and when you talk about, talk about the marketing space, is it uh, you know uh, marketing analytics or, or the design part of the marketing, uh, or, or do, you, do you have you know uh, uh, you know people uh, becoming marketing freelancers on on your platform? Yeah, I mean we work with a lot of agencies, right? And those agencies they might specialize in PPC or, or design or um, running Pinterest. I mean, so it, it's a combination of everything. If you think of it in three different levels of, of people that we offer, basic is five to $10 an hour, non-US. They have years of experience, but they're followers. They're there to follow your systems, your processes. The mid-level, that 10 to 30 range, they're specialists. They're graphic designers, bookkeepers, writers. You're not teaching someone how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. They're doing the same thing eight, 10 hours a day. And then you got the experts, so 20 and up, that are high-level freelancers, consultants, agencies that can execute high-level game plans, bring their own strategy, their own system, their own processes to the table. So when you think of all the different skill sets we offer from, from digital marketing to social media to content to customer service, you also have to figure out wh where you are as that hiring party. Are you looking for someone to follow your system? Are you looking for someone to crank out projects? Are you looking for someone to bring their own strategy to the table and execute something that, that you might not be able to do. Okay. Makes sense. And, and you know, how do you, how do you make money out of it? Yeah. So it's free to sign up. There's no monthly fee. There's no minimum. There's no obligation. You can stop using us at, at any time. It's in our best interest to get you people you actually like. Um, we take a percentage of every hour build and on the fixed prices. So if we say Bob is 10 bucks an hour, Bob is setting that rate and you can negotiate it or agree to fixed price but you're paying 10 bucks an hour, nothing else. Our fees already included. And we take 15% with the $2 minimum per hour and 15% on fixed prices. Okay, 15%. And you know, you know what, what are the kind of revenues you're making uh, you know, uh, in the entire year? What revenue did we do last year? Correct. Yeah, so we started this business with $5,000. This is the beginning of year four. We did a million dollars in the first year, 5 million in the second, and we finished last year um, around 9 million, a little bit more. Oh, awesome. So, so you, you pretty much doubling every year. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, when you said you, you, you take, you charge 15% on the fixed and, and, uh, and, and, you know, 15% uh, when, uh, when somebody is consulting, is that how it is? Or when or freelancers 
you know uh, uh, you know bill for for the time they spend on the project yeah so you can hire people hourly or fixed price again the freelancers are are setting their own rates and so the default when we introduce you to someone is hourly and then from there you can decide if you want to hire him at the hourly rate if you want to make an offer and and see if he accepts rejects or counters or if you guys want to agree to a fixed price that's fine too so we just started off default making it hourly and then if you want to change it to fixed price you can okay and, and you know how, how can people know if the you know freelancers are doing the work uh, if they're working hourly do you, do you have some sort of uh, you know is it possible to take some screenshots uh yeah great question i mean in our software we don't have the screen capturing i mean they do start time end time and leave notes if you have your own software like time doctor you're welcome to have them use it to be honest it's so hard to get on our platform we only take one out of every hundred applicants. So once they're on, they care a lot more about making sure that you're happy and, and that you get the work and that they're not overbilling you than they do about trying to steal a few hours here and there. I mean, you're in complete control as a client in terms of billing. You can set weekly limits. So if you set a limit for 10, they can't go over without you changing it. You can pause and unpause them. We bill you every Thursday and you have a full week to dispute anything before we pay the freelance for the next Thursday. So it's really not in their best interest to try to get some extra hours here and there. And, and like I said, if screen capture is something that's important to you, with which to me, it's really not. And I hire a ton of remote people. I, I don't use any kind of screen capture software. Um, then we d- you can definitely um, buy your own. It's pretty cheap. It's like 10 bucks a month and have them use it. Okay. And, and how do you make sure that, you know, freelancers get on board? Uh, uh, you know, uh, I was, I was trying to run a startup, which is, which is a little similar to, you know, to what a, what a freelance.com is, but I, I really struggled to get, you know, freelancers on board. So, uh, so, you know, what are, what are some of the strategies you're, you're using? Are you using people from, uh, people who they are already in Upwork and Fiverr to get on board, uh, on your platform? So, I mean, keep in mind, freelancers are not exclusive to us. They can be on any other platform. So, we're not necessarily looking for people on other platforms. We get about 4,000 applicants a week to get on our platform and, and we vet through those. And I mean, we get freelancers very similar to how we get clients. I, I go to podcast, I gun podcasts. We run Facebook ads. We have social media. We have our blog. We have a, a great referral program where you make money for every hour that we build to someone that signs up as a client or that the freelancer bills um, at working as well. So the referral program is huge. Uh, and I speak at conferences. We, we work with influencers who promote us. So it's not necessarily one way. It's, it's a lot of different ways that, that we're getting the word out there. But the bottom line is we know that there's no shortage of freelancer marketplaces or agencies or virtual assistant companies. So we know that if we want to stand out, we have to create a culture and environment that freelancers want to be here. They're not just here because that's where the jobs are. They, they want to be here because they love our community. And the way we do that is by having that same great 24-7, we're there for anything you need, customer support on the client side that we have on the freelancer side as well. We want to help the freelancers grow their business and provide them resources and help them teach them how to scale if, if they want. Um, so we're really there to support them and create a great community where freelancers can network and interact and get great clients and spend less time interviewing and, and more time getting projects and billing. So th- that's really what the core is. And once you create that that kind of environment where freelancers like being there and they tell other people about that, that great experience they're having, then the rest is, is the marketing efforts of how you get in front of as many freelancers as possible. 
Yeah, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. You know, I, I use Fiverr and Upwork a lot. Uh, uh, and there are times when, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with the, with the, with the kind of work uh, the freelancer done. So, you know, so how, how do you sort out conflicts uh, between, uh, you know, somebody who's given the project and somebody who's working on it? Uh, or, you know, how much, how much time does, uh, does your support team, uh, you know, focus on such, such uh, conflicts? Yeah, everything's a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, from our side, I spend very little time dealing with freelancer issues. <laughs> I mean, I, my calendar's right at the top of the website and, and I would spend all day going crazy if, if we didn't have great freelancers on the platform. So 99% of the time, the freelancers do a great job and these are real people, stuff happens. Sometimes a freelancer isn't the best fit for a client or vice versa and that 1% of the time, my team, we jump in, we, we see what we can do to fix it as quickly as possible so both sides are happy and feel like they're treated fairly and, and then we move on and, th and that's really the, the mentality that we take. So if an issue does pop up, we, we just jump in, whatever it takes to make both sides happy and then we move forward. Okay, and, and you know, a lot of times I've seen a freelancers get um, has around thousand reviews, and, and you know, and there are a lot of jobs on on the pipeline. So, uh, and, and whereas you know, there's somebody who's who's just starting out has very few reviews. What do you, do you suggest? How do you suggest? Uh, you know, what what sort of projects uh, should should one take up? Should one uh, look at the reviews? Or, uh, you know, somebody who's got the maximum reviews and and bid for a uh, bid for that freelancer how, how how does it work yeah so i mean we don't have a review system on our platform because okay. to be honest with you, it'd be a little silly we we only let five-star review freelancers on our platform and if oh, people okay. get bad feedback or clients complain we're pretty quick to remove them or block them from getting more clients so if someone came to our platform they would just see a lot of five-star reviews and we don't really see what the value is so we keep track of that a lot on our side not necessarily on the client side from the client side, you can see in their profile, hey, this person's been on the free marketplace for two years. And if they've been on the free platform for two years, they wouldn't have stayed on if they didn't get great feedback. So that, that's kind of our mentality. I mean, how many times have you hired someone on Fiverr or Upwork and they had five stars and, and later on you realize you didn't have a five-star experience. So to me, yeah. the reviews aren't necessarily the end-all be-all. We, we focus on, on a lot more than that. Uh, okay, and can you explain, you know, how how does somebody vet, uh, uh, you know, what sort of freelancer should somebody go by, or, or is it something you uh, you let the you know the project manager know that you know this is the right freelance for you? Um, I mean, we don't have project managers. We're not an agency, so we're not. It's not like you. It's not like you. We get you someone and we manage the project and make sure the work gets done. I mean, we introduce you to the freelancer, to the virtual assistant, to the agency, and you work with them directly. We're not involved in that. It's against our terms of service for them to share any of your information with us. Um, so it's not that agency model. I mean, the, the client, they put in a request and then we fill that request with someone and the client can interview them or have someone on their team interview them, whatever they want to do and decide okay. if that person is the right fit. But the actual work is between the, the client and the freelancer. Okay, makes sense. And, and you know, uh, I, I understand you have a remote culture. You know, so how how do, how do you communicate with your with your uh, team, and uh, and why do you have a remote culture? Yeah, and here's what what's so cool. I mean, I'm entirely remote. I we have no office. I can be anywhere. I'm not even in my real office today. And. Okay. I, we only hire people from our platform. All of our customer, all of our day-to-day -day operations, the customer service, the billing is all virtual assistants from the Philippines that we hired from the free up platform that are available or were available to all of our clients um, and all our high level stuff, our Facebook ads, our blogs, our, um, <laughs> our social media, 
it's all high level freelancers that our clients use as well. So we really practice what we preach. We only hire remote. And when it comes to communication, we like to keep it simple. I know there, there's so many tools out there, Slack, Asana. We use Trello. We use Skype, which is a free tool that most people are, are aware of. We use email. We use Viber. We use WhatsApp. And for the developers, we use this software called Jira, which is a pretty basic um, software. Um, software. So, you can, you can work with a lot of people. We work with 40 to 60 remote people at any given time and use a program as simple and as free as Skype to have great culture and great communication. Okay. And uh, yeah, how, how big is the team right now? So over 40 people. Yeah. And you're totally bootstrapped, right? Yeah. I started it with $5,000. Okay. And, and are you looking at raising funds or is it going to be, you know, you, know, you want to keep it bootstrapped? I want to keep a bootstrap. I'm not looking at raising funds. I mean, the business model is cash flow positive. It's profitable. We really like what we're doing. We don't, I, I know that, I know everyone thinks of the the pros of getting more money, right? If you get $500,000, what would you be able to do for your business? But you also lose the equity. You lose a lot of the control. You, 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 sometimes you add a, a boss and that's really why I became an entrepreneur to work for myself and have those creative juices flowing and being able to, to make those decisions. So, Obviously, that, that answer is subject to change and, and with the right partner and the right situation, the right investment, anything makes sense. But from our side, we're not actively pursuing capital. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there is a price if you, if you raise money and, you know, try to grow. Uh, but you, you talked about remote culture, you know, so how, how, do, you, how do you focus on, on building a such sort of culture? Uh, in fact, if, if all the employees are not at one, one particular place, how do you focus on making sure everybody is working on, on, on the particular, you know, what are targets and goals you have set for the, for the team? Yeah. I mean, it's all about clarity and being as clear as possible with great communication and trickling it from the top down. And we make it clear. I mean, we don't have any employees. We have virtual assistants and we have freelancers. So we, we continue to, to let them know, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we're focused on. This is what's going well. This is what's not going well. We encourage ideas. We encourage feedback. We want people to come to the table and, and help us grow and expand and be a part of it. And obviously, we want to treat them well and give them bonuses and make them feel like they're, they're a part of something great. And that, that's really what building a culture is all about. And if you're someone out there that struggled to build a culture, I would ask. I would talk to your people. I mean, back in the day when I had no idea what I was doing, I was 20. People were quitting on me. People weren't happy working with me. I went to the people that I really liked working with and I said, what feedback do you have for me? How can I improve? How can I become a better leader? And that feedback was so valuable and it really helped me change and create the culture that I have today. Okay. Uh, makes sense. And you know, what's the biggest struggle you've uh, had in building such, such an asset because it's, it's totally different from building an e-commerce company. Say that one more time. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest struggle you've had in building, uh, you know, asset like free up? Uh, it's probably the software. I mean, if you think of the Upworks and the fibers, they have a, a much bigger software budget than free up does. And there, there's always a million things that we want to do. We're very creative people. We listen to feedback from clients, from freelancers. And when we get feedback, we want to implement it right away. And with software, you can't always do it. Sometimes stuff takes six months. And if you're spending six months on one project, and then that means you're not working on other stuff during that time. So it's a constant balancing act for 
what do we add? What do we improve? What do we change? What do we do before? What project comes before another project? It, I think that's where the bigger struggle is because the other stuff, I mean, the, the user experience, the systems, the processes, even, even our marketing, we've seen success and we continue to go forward. And, and I always feel like the thing that, that really has held us back is our software where it's obviously a big focus of our year and we're aware of it and we're trying to put more time into it, but the software just tends to lag behind the rest of the business. Okay. Uh, so let's quickly do the top three. Uh, what's your favorite business book? Start with why by uh, Simon Sinek kind of because I, what I talked about before where with my Amazon business, I didn't really have a purpose. I, I didn't have a why. I was just there to make money. And with free up, I get to, I mean, we paid out $7 million to freelancers around the world last year. We get to help business owners pursue their dreams and, and scale their business. So I, I really resonate with that book. And I understand that the purpose of having a why when you're starting a business and how much more fun and rewarding it is. Okay. And you know, if you could go back in time when you started uh, free up, what is the one thing you would have focused on? I would have focused on treating people better. I think I, I didn't know what I was doing when I was 20. I, I was very much in that mentality of I'm the boss. I need to talk down to people and, and be direct and be sharp if I wanted to get something done, where now I'm in the mentality that I have to motivate people and bring people together and create a great environment. And it took me a few years to figure it out. And I wish I had figured it out earlier. Okay. And what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail, Slack? Skype. It's got to be Skype. I mean, I, I'm on Skype all the time, every day. So I, I use it the most. I, I challenge anyone to be faster than me on Skype. All right. Uh, Nathan, what's, what's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah. If people go to freeup.com with three E's, uh, my calendar's right at the top. They can book a meeting with me. They can create a free account. They get a free $25 credit just for uh, mentioning this podcast. And you can follow our blog or our YouTube channel and check out the online, um, I'm sorry, the Outsourcing Outsourcing Masters Facebook group um, if you want to be involved and learn how to outsource like a, a champion. So, you know, we'll put that in the show notes. Thank you very much for coming onto the show. Really appreciate speaking to you, man. You too. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.